Welcome to The Big Why, a series from Montana Public Radio where we find out what we can discover together. I'm your host, Austin Amistoy. This is a show about listener-powered reporting. We'll answer questions, large or small, about anything under the big sky. By Montanans for Montana, this is The Big Why. Reporter Edward O'Brien is with us today. Welcome back, Ed. Terrific to be here, Austin. Thank you. Ed, I'm thrilled we have a weather-adjacent Big Y question this week, given your status as MTPR's de facto meteorologist. Weather-adjacent. I love it. Yeah, I really do get a weird kick out of the weather, which is why Melissa Johansson's question caught my eye. Johansson's a resident of Livingston and moved to Montana just over two years ago. Her work as a chaplain and part-time pastor has her putting in long hours behind the wheel, sometimes in white-knuckle winter driving conditions. Is Johansson a newcomer to snow driving? Absolutely not. She was raised in the Chicago area and spent a few years in Minnesota's Twin Cities before moving here to Montana. So the weather here isn't a whole lot different than what I experienced growing up. Good amount of snow, good amount of cold, but the roads here are very different than what I was used to. Meaning a lot more spicy to drive on. So Johansson wanted to know why does winter driving here feel so different than back in the upper Midwest? And in particular, if using salt to treat the pavement may be the culprit. How did you go about investigating Johansson's question, Ed? The only way I know how, Austin, I hit the road in style. That, my friend, is the purring of a Montana Department of Transportation, or MDOT, snowplow. MDOT's Missoula area team was gracious enough to let me hitch a ride on this plow just hours before the winter's first major Arctic storm thrashed Montana. We're going to head up Highway 200, going towards Sealy Lake, where we're going. That's plow driver John Burrish. Burrish has driven transportation department plows for over 15 years. He's frequently behind the wheel of this double-winged juice truck. Come again? A very big, very orange snowplow. In addition to that big plow mounted up front, it sports two independently retractable 11-foot plows on either side of the vehicle. Okay, 11-foot plows, the wings, but juice truck? Ah, the juice. On this particular trip, the big tank in the back was loaded with salt brine. Literally, salt water. Salt, sand, salt water, magnesium chloride. Our state plow crews have many de-icers at their disposal to assist our winter driving. Back in that big plow, John Burrish steers with his left hand while his right hand rests on a joystick with six brightly colored buttons, and those control the plow's tools with the press of a thumb. So you just push that button, and you hear it turn on. Generally, we shoot it at about 60 gallons per lane mile. What is a lane mile? I've heard this now. A lane mile is 12 feet wide a mile long, so you're shooting 60 gallons per mile of a 12-foot lane. So, Ed, what are these de-icers exactly? How do they work? Good questions. And for that, I turn to Doug McBroom at MDOT headquarters in Helena. They work by weakening the bond 
between the pavement and the ice so that then we can remove the snowpack or the ice mechanically. Austin, I learned it's not as simple as just dumping a bunch of de-icer, salt, and sand on the road and calling it a day. There are a lot of variables at play. For instance, once the temperature hits about 10 degrees and starts falling, chemical de-icers are no longer an option. That's because the colder it gets, the slower and less effective they are at melting ice, so it's just a big waste of time, material, and, of course, money. Again, plow driver John Burrish. And as soon as you put material down, say salt sand or salt brine, you're making the road wet or putting a granule on it for the snow to stick to. Hmm, so using de-icer in really cold or windy conditions could actually make icy or slushy roads worse? Bingo. And that's a recurring issue in particularly cold and blustery parts of Montana, such as Livingston, where Melissa Johansson lives. According to Burrish, the best thing to do under those very cold, windy circumstances is to simply plow the road and save the de-icer for another day because it'll just end up creating more problems and headaches. In addition to these powerful plows and de-icing chemicals, it also takes skilled people to drive and maintain those plows. And don't forget everyone behind the scenes it takes to keep everything efficiently running in sync and on time. MDOT's Missoula Area Maintenance Chief Steve Felix says staffing challenges are not unusual. We hire close to 40 temporary employees here in the winter. We're down about 10 to 12 this year which is not super uncommon, but we're in far better shape than some other areas in the state, especially the Bozeman area when it comes to staffing. So what's behind the staffing challenges in the Gallatin Valley? Well, the area's skyrocketing cost of living. It's hard to attract workers when many just can't afford to live there. And I should also note, where you're driving plays into this in a big way, too. MDOT, for example, plows our highways, but cities and towns generally have to plow their own roads. Our bigger cities use de-icers, but lots of smaller areas and towns just don't have the resources to do much beyond a bit of plowing. And I'm remembering the list of chemicals you mentioned earlier that can be in these de-icing mixtures. Do they have an impact on the environment? Oh, yes, they do. This stuff doesn't just magically vanish once it's been applied and the storm passes. Studies show chloride de-icers can increase salt content in surface water and groundwater, which can harm aquatic life. Excess salt in soils and shallow groundwater can amplify the impact of drought on roadside plants and make them more susceptible to disease. Again, MDOT's Steve Felix. We try not to overuse and we try not to underuse. We've invested a lot in training, we've invested a lot in our equipment, and we try to be as sensitive to the environment as we can. But we also have a job to do to keep those roads safe. Wow, sounds like a delicate balancing act. Ed, what are de-icers doing to our vehicles? According to a 2017 AAA report, Austin, road de-icers nationally caused $3 billion annually in vehicle rust damage. Here in Montana, an inhibitor is mixed into these chemicals. Now, while that doesn't eliminate corrosion altogether, it does help slow it down. As counterintuitive as it sounds, frequent car washes are recommended in the winter to rinse that stuff off. Okay, I've got one last question. What's it like to ride shotgun in one of those double-winged juice trucks? 
Austin, I'm uh, I'm kind of embarrassed to say just how much fun I had in that giant, powerful vehicle. My inner five-year-old, which isn't too far beneath the surface, loved every second of it. But on a more serious note, it was really eye-opening to see the kind of behavior these plow drivers have to contend with from the driving public. In the roughly one hour I was in that cab, I saw at least half a dozen impatient drivers making unnecessarily dangerous passes around our plow, I assume just to save a few minutes. Now, allow me to get on the soapbox, if you will, for just a second. Please give these plow drivers plenty of space to let them do their important work. They're out there pulling long shifts to help us out. Ed, thanks for uncovering our answer this week. Of course, Austin. Now we want to know what makes you curious about Montana. This show is all about answering your questions, so send them to us at bigwhy.org. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts and help others find the show by sharing it and leaving us a review. Let's see what we can discover together. <laughs> <laughs>